0: You need to take me out to the village square and shoot me. I meant to stop the video, and I stopped our video. Like, I meant to stop the other one. God damn it.
1: Ugh. Say that shit. Woof. Wait, what? (laughs) Cheers.
0: Hi and welcome back to Amateur Intellectuals, the podcast where we try to figure some shit out and we're so happy you're here to explore it with us. I'm Caitlin and I'm here with my co-host Kendall. Kendall, a low-key evening at home or a night out with friends?
1: Uh, damn, I think my friends would definitely say you are a low-key night at home person but I go out too much for that to be absolutely true so I think like religiously go out on Fridays, stay at home the rest of the week. I think that's where I am.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you? That makes sense. Oh, Uh ooh, I am always preferring a stay at home evening. I like going out with friends, but I'm that person that dreads it, dreads it, dreads it, dreads it, goes and has a great time and then go, why do I dread it? I have such a great time. Right. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. We are going to talk about something on today's episode that has something to do with this. But before we do that, more importantly, we need to talk about today's drink. So today we are drinking the wonderful cocktail, the Excitable, bull spelled B-U-L-L. It is one ounce of vodka. One ounce of peach schnapps, our friend that we uh,
1: (laughs) keep seeming to meet
0: again. uh, One can of Red Bull and some cranberry juice. So it's super easy to make. You just mix everything together with some ice in a big glass, except the cranberry juice. And then you top it off with a little bit of CJ, as much or as little as you like. And then you are uh, going to party town.
1: That's what Jeez. I love about these drinks, especially with, like, the, with the Red Bull. I'm like, give me energy and let me have a little buzz. Otherwise, I I'll need like,
0: that upper and downer, please.
1: E- exactly. I'm so <laughs> fucking confused. Let's make it worse. Live. Okay, uh, girl. Well, bottoms up. Let's get this bitch rolling. What? Let's do it.
0: Okay. So, today we are going to be talking about introverts and extroverts specifically we're going to be talking about what those terms mean the misconceptions of introverts and extroverts and uh, where we think we fall on that spectrum so Kendall you ready to dive in?
1: I'm ready I'm so thrilled for this this is something that I think I know a little bit about but I'm sure you're going to blow my socks off so let's do it
0: oh I can't wait okay so the whole idea of introverts and extroverts wasn't a thing until about the 1960s. So before that, it's just everybody was who they were and it was chaos. And I don't know. I just, I'm assuming I don't really know or care, but after the 1960s, uh, psychologist Carl Jung came into the picture and we all remember Jung as the Robin to Sigmund Freud's Batman, right? He was the sidekick, um, in the psychoanalytical Batcave. What? And yeah, is that so real? Being Freud- Sigmund Freud's best friend Carl Jung. Who the hell?
1: Who is Heather? Who are these people?
0: <laughs> who the fuck is Carl Jung? You just named off
1: like six names, and I'm like, wait, who?
0: Oh, oh no, no, let's go back. Okay, let's rewind.
1: go back. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go back. Yeah.
0: Sigmund Freud.
1: Who our is? our friend
0: Mr. Freud? He is the psychoanalytical f- most famous name in psychoanalysis so okay. freud like a freudian slip a Slip. Um, okay. Okay. yeah that's you. like when you speak about something that you maybe meant in your subconscious so a lot of what freud talked about um, was a little bit unrelated to this but it's all progressive steps right in evolution so he dealt a lot with the subconscious unconscious and he dealt with like um we all have urges. We have this id, like this personality trait inside of us that, you know, predisposes us to behave in certain ways. And Carl Jung was his, like, number two. He was younger than him, but he was like, they were bros uh, in the psychoanalytical, like, f- on the front um, lines. Okay?
1: okay, bitch, we already learned shit.
0: Yeah, we're learning so much. Put that in your pocket for Jeopardy, man. Oh,
1: my God. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah
0: okay so I mean you've probably heard about them a lot but like in like very quick passing like through school and stuff like oh and this came from young yeah I don't care who was that guy I don't remember right. um but anyway he was the one that actually, developed like, oh, I have this idea that there's these personality extremes and we're going to call them introverts and extroverts. Um, So a quick note on their friendship and like their working relationship before we get into what he um, founded on the introvert, extrovert spectrum. Uh, Freud was described by Jung. So Jung said Freud was "Quote, extremely intelligent, shrewd, and altogether remarkable," and Freud considered Jung to be his peer, even calling him "quote my eldest son" and deeming him heir to his psychoanalytic process. Not unlike us, boo boo, best of friends. Oh, girl,
1: see, I was getting like gay vibes, but you know, I'm always digging. Like, I'm just no. like, who's gay? Who's gay? We need, we need no. the gays.
0: they were, they were bros. They were just
1: bros. Well, I mean, you know. I mean, <laughs> the way it started, it was like, oh, okay, here we go. Actually, We're going to do a little bit of romance. There's a
0: movie with what's his name? Kira Knightley and Michael Fassbender. Woof. Who And they're all in this And there's somebody plays Freud I forget Because I was too distracted By the beauty of Michael Fassbender Anyway That's like yours isn't it That's plays, your like hall pass right? Oh uh, he's, he's one of them okay. He's one of them uh, Yeah But he They play in a movie uh They play in a movie about this And like the dynamic And I think I think In that movie Carl Jung married His like psychotic patient um, I mean he made an honest woman out of her So I hey. mean It could have been worse That's like right? some like
1: Yeah Like some Frankenstein shit
0: I mean, it, yeah, I, what choice did women have back then is what I would say. <laughs> you want to marry your doctor or do you want to stay in your insane asylum? I think the doctor is the best bet for <laughs> your life. Anyway. So okay, anyway. all that time.
1: Quickly. Just sorry. Um, yeah, please. Do, do you want to, before we learn about, because like I kind of want to say what I think this is going to be about.
0: <gasps> yes. Put your, put your prediction in the hat, and then I will tell you, like, how correct how you are. How
1: close. Because I'm I thinking, kind of with, like, puberty, same thing. Like, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. actually, I think this one's going to be further off. So, like, um, introversion, extraversion. I've been saying it wrong my entire life. I thought it was extro, because intro, extra. It's
0: both. It used to be extraversion, oh. extrovert, and then they changed it to extrovert. So, you're correct.
1: Come on. See, if we could just live in a world where everybody is right... I mean, Mm. uh,
0: don't we live in that now? It's called (laughs) (laughs) self-delusion.
1: I'll have a drink to that.
0: Yeah. So tell me, tell me what you think is coming. What do you think this is going to be? So
1: Peter Meyer Briggs, Mm? you take the EIGCF, you know, this is my personality type. So I took that in college. I'm vaguely familiar. And like, you know, like introversion is like the the people that want to stay, like a question that you asked in the beginning, like the people that want to stay at home as opposed to go out or like be it around like in social circles and stuff like that. Um, I think generally I speak about introversion, extroversion in term of like how many friends you have and want to have, I think like that's generally how like my neighbors like, Oh, I'm an introvert because I function better when I have five good friends as opposed to 50 friends. Um, mm. And I think that this is actually going to be more about energy. I think it's actually going to be more about the way that we re- like rehabilitate ourselves, re-energize ourselves, um, the way that our bodies figure out how to give us energy.
0: Um, I'm not going to disclose whether or not you are correct. You are completely
1: correct. No shit.
0: Without- correct. You Am I an amateur
1: it. intellectual?
0: Um, you're a friggin' emotional genius, is what you are. <laughs> um, you nailed it. Okay, we're gonna get into this. Okay. okay, so Carl Jung wrote that these two personality types, introvert and extrovert, can be separated based on how you get your energy, where you regain your energy, exactly what you said. So a lot of people misdiagnose introvert and extrovert as like, or I should say misdefine, if that's a word, uh, as the behavior that comes out of it. So you're an introvert if you behave this way, this way, this way. You're an extrovert if you behave that way, that way, that way. But the truth of it is, that's just the symptom. That's just the behavior that comes from it. What you really are. ah, What you really are is determined by where you get your energy from. Where do you draw your energy? Where's your happy place? Right. So introverts, as you said, prefer uh, prefer the low key environments, um, little sensory stimulation, like don't be overloaded. Like New York city would be a nightmare for an introvert. Um, Just too much going on. There's so much happening Mm -hmm. Um, and they need alone time to recharge. But then like, we think of introverts as then quiet, reserved, thoughtful. Um, they don't want attention. They hate public speaking. Um, they don't like social engagements, per se, because... They just, it drains the energy from them. And then meanwhile, the extroverts are the life of the party. Mm-hmm. They need interaction and they have to have conversations. And, um, you know, they're the ones that show up to every party like, oh, there's Rick over there again. Hi. Like, mm-hmm. That's that's the extrovert. Um, and also they like. And thrive in a busy environment like if there's just a lot of not I shouldn't say chaos because that's a that's a stretch but if there's a lot of stuff going on all at once they really really enjoy that stimulation so extroverts um, are also not afraid to introduce themselves to new people they'll still walk right up and you know hello what's your name I'm do Kalen. you do that but
1: shit can you do that
0: can I do it yeah oh good question um how much alcohol have I had? <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, like okay because uh, okay but you so you generally don't do it but if you have some liquid courage then you're yeah. able to do it yeah how about you no 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 like will not refuse student like cannot really? doesn't matter if i'm like sheets to the wind fucked up or like
0: you're gonna stay over there in the corner yeah
1: yeah, yeah. but like oh. i won't even i'm like too hyper aware of it like i won't even like look to be like i want you to know that i'm looking i'll just be so like i'm so incapable of doing that i don't meeting new people is not my that
0: is fascinating that is fascinating because knowing you like you have all the equipment in your personality to like be the the center of attention so it's really tricky you're tricky Mm because you could definitely come off as the center of attention is like it really comes easy to you so ooh, look at that well we're gonna dive into a little bit of uh, analysis later Mm. yeah (laughs) so um yeah like extroverts too they they like to talk out their problems um they like to digest things openly which i would argue is what we're doing right now this whole idea of a podcast is a very extrovert type behavior that's right because we try to process things by bouncing them off and communicating rather than going into our hidey hole at home and processing it by ourselves Um, so that feeding off of others, it kind of makes me think it's a little bit like a vampire, isn't it? Like an emotional vampire because you've got an introvert who goes home and recharges by like reading a book or watching Netflix or sleeping or whatever they need to do. And then you've got these other people that literally need other people to feed them. If they don't have a room full of attention.
1: Blood suckers.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: shit, Caitlin.
0: It's crazy. There's actually a, um, and I don't remember the name of it, but there's actually a, uh, psychological, like, um, what am I trying to say? A psychological malady where somebody has that to the extreme. They're like an extrovert to the extreme. And it makes them a certain type of psychopath. Actually, I don't remember the name of it. I'll look it up. But, uh, the guy, did you ever see, what was that called? Monsters Ball or something. It was about the 1990s, Macaulay Culkin. And they like, it was like a dance party group that they always went to the studio and they danced and stuff. Anyway, he had this like extroversion to the like amplified into the psycho, like the psycho version. What? And so he needed attention all the time. And he was such a psychopath that he actually murdered someone and then like bragged about it and stuff because... Anyway, that's it's like an so
1: important. Oh, that is crazy. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyway, um, the, so back to vampires for a second, just as I'm processing this. So there's a show called what we do in the shadows. Yes. Have you, have you seen it? You
1: introduced me. Oh. Yes.
0: <laughs> so good. Yes. Okay. In that show, Colin Robinson is an energy vampire. So I think he's like a comedic Symbol for like being an, I mean, I know he doesn't look and seem like an extrovert, but he's behaving in a way where he goes to these social situations so he can feed off of them. Mm -hmm. It's very much that kind of a feeling, is how I think of an extrovert, except like way cooler than Colin Robinson. (laughs) Uh, So let's talk about like just some words that are associated with extrovert and introvert. Okay. So, extrovert, you'd think talkative, and then Mm -hmm. the For the introvert, it would be quiet. For extrovert, sociable. For introvert, reserved. Mm -hmm. Um, Outgoing for extrovert, shy for introvert. Lively for extrovert, silent for introvert. Optimist is the extrovert, which I thought was interesting. What
1: the fuck is that?
0: Who's optimistic
1: today? I mean, what the fuck? Find
0: me a person. Find me someone. And I'll make a liar out of you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Uh, so where the the extrovert is an optimist, the introvert is passive. Where the oh. extrovert is okay. te-
1: well, I'm oh. not done with that. Fuck tell me, that. tell me. That's so fucked up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I hear I hear passive, and I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, just go with the flow, smart, or <laughs> <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like, because passive is it is does that mean indifferent? Like, I don't give a shit about anything.
1: Right, but but you're the reflexive reflective one who gives t- more shit.
0: That's what I thought. Okay, that's what I thought. Thank We've you got for seconding. some things
1: to talk about, Mr. Mm-hmm. Carl Young. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yes, keep going.
0: Yes, so where the extrovert is touchy, like meaning emotionally touchy, not like going to physically touch you. I, I mean, do. who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, the introvert is reliable. I don't know. That's not a, that's, that's not, not a, that's not a like. That doesn't relate to each other. I don't know why those are in the same line where the extrovert is active, like always kind of going, going, going. The introvert is calm, chill. I disagree with that, too, because, again, you said the introvert is like in their head and they're thinking a lot. And I think there'd be a lot of gears turning a lot. But hey, whatever. And then the assertive one is obviously the extrovert. And then rigid is the introvert.
1: (laughs) Okay, that is so I don't know. interesting.
0: I know. So the other thing that I found, I found a couple of interesting little like tidbits on these things that where I dove in a little more because I thought, what? What does that mean? Um, introverts are known to also feel more deeply, as we just said. So one study actually shows that introverts are more likely to be diagnosed with depression.
1: Yeah, that, totally that makes sense. more sense
0: to me. That, that makes totally more makes sense to me. It yeah. just rings truer. Um, another study suggests that, uh, because, uh, introverts don't feel happy as often as, uh, introverts, they're not quite sure why, like they think maybe their standards are (laughs) too high. Like introverts have a very high standard. Like for instance, they don't have a lot of friends, but the quality of friends that they get happiness from what they define as happiness and like good friendship is much, much higher. The bar is much, much higher, um, So it's harder to satisfy those needs on a constant basis. Right. Where the extrovert then would say, I got 50 friends. Like I don't need them all to give me a hundred percent of themselves.
1: Right. right, You know, because I
0: have a hundred and I'll just go to the other one. If I can't get you to, you know, hang out with me or whatever. Totally. So I mean, that, that rings a little bit more true to me. Um, That totally
1: makes sense to me. And like, I'm thinking of like just to make all things fair and equal, I uh, the, the so it's like the likelihood of like depression being prevalent more in introverts makes total sense. At the same time, it's like the uh, like substance use and other things would be well, maybe not substance use, but I'm thinking of like the, the like the, the the supreme high caliber extroverts are going to be the folks that are like it's a little bit more. I guess like adrenaline junkie would make more sense to me mm-hmm. on that side. It's, yeah. And that goes with like cocaine at parties and meth and heroin and other things. Risk that,
0: taking, too. I think there's a piece of that. Risk
1: taking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, I don't care. We're going to have to, for, we're living for tonight. That's or like, right. the introvert is like, oh my God. Like, I just want to go home. <laughs> tonight fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, I hate this <laughs> night. Yeah. No, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> so, okay. So let's figure out what is next. Let me see. So for extroverts, the research says that there's a lot more going on than just, this is your personality. And actually to say that it's just your personality, this is just, you know, who you've developed to become is pretty antiquated. It's an Mm -hmm. old philosophy. So they, they discovered that there's actually a lot of genetic and hormonal going back to the beauty episode, hormones, hormones, um, there's a lot of um, genetic and hormonal reasons that people display more extroverted characteristics. So it truly could have something to do with how your dopamine in your brain rewards you for behaving in certain situations. So again, the, the, connectors in the brain chemistry is telling you or rewarding you or not rewarding you for having certain extroverted characteristics. And if you like that feeling of going out and introducing yourself and getting that attention or whatever, you're going to develop more of an extroverted personality. Wow. Right. So, yeah, very interesting stuff. Um, Okay. So we, this is pretty much the broad brush definition of introvert, extrovert. Um, but you know with all things in life nothing exists in absolutes right you can't be a whole introvert or a whole extrovert I mean that's really really rare
1: I think I agree with that and like like there's that like like the old saying of like black and white I do want to say like wholeheartedly I am 100% gay and like that's (laughs) Hondo that's Keith. pretty fucking black and white but i do understand that there is a spectrum for other people so like i'm not shitting on that either but just in this one so like in this one uh, like the only time in the whole universe like one is 100 percent. it's that right there
0: it's me with <laughs> other men but everything else there's a spectrum but not me not me and boys <laughs> oh kendall <Yeah. laughs> yes I would say that's fair. And I um, am 100% a wine drinker. I would Ooh. never ever not be a wine drinker, See? ever.
1: So there are some things that are absolute, but yes. generally.
0: Yes, I mean, I, I it's not absolute in the sense that like, if someone physically held me back from wine, I would not <laughs> drink it. <laughs> that's about it, that's Move, about bitch. it. bitch. I will kill you. <laughs> yeah, okay so yeah there's most of mostly a spectrum right when it comes to introverts and extroverts it just makes sense we're more complicated individuals beings than just you're outgoing and you're not like so for example an introvert might really really love because they're 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 creative and they're they they look inward and they're moved by things. They might really love acting on stage mm, or, mm. I mean, yeah, an extrovert behavior is being on stage in front of people, but they're, they're connected so well with their art that they, you know, express it in an extrovert way. Right. Totally. So, um, and same with extroverts, like they might need some solitude when they have to focus on something because while they love it and it's just a party all the time, strobe light dance party, they might have to actually get some solitude so that they can breathe and let their brain do their job, you know, effectively.
1: Right. Like a, like a retreat, like a, like a reset. I'm thinking even of like grief, like when an extrovert experiences grief, do they go, do they become more introverted? Do they kind of like become Mm -hmm. reserved and reflective?
0: That's a really good question. I I bet it varies. I bet it varies on the individual and I bet some people I mean, does anybody really love like condolences? Cause I hate them oh, Jesus. when tragedy happens or a death happens or something. And they're like, I'm so sorry for your loss. It feels like everybody's going through the motions and it's uh-huh. like, Ugh, can we just not do that? I don't want to do, can you just send me a card in the mail and never see me until I come <laughs> out of my mourning period? That would right. be great.
1: Like leave me here and no input. I just don't need like And I have an experience that I don't know. Like we talked about like, your father died and you experienced that you were 2021 20, mm-hmm. um and i've never had somebody that close die but the like just just seeing other people going through it as i was growing up like i can't imagine like like people bringing food over and i'm sure that that's like a very helpful thing but at the same time i would just be like double bolt the door do not come near me
0: You'd be on the floor, like, so they can't see the shadow of you. (laughs) Like, you'd be laying on the floor, like, just breathing slowly. (laughs) Just
1: just gollum, just ass naked on the tile for, like, three weeks.
0: I get it. And you know what? I'm like that, too. I want to be private, and I want to go inward for anything like that. And especially something that exposes you. That's a really good question about extroverts is, like, what circumstances does it turn off for Mm -hmm. an extrovert because yeah, it's all fun and games when it's party time and it's friends, but what about even the less extreme example than death? What if you have a friend who's particularly like needy or self-centered, not necessarily in a bad way, but where you're the giver in that dynamic Yep. Does the extrovert get anything out of that? I mean, maybe they do, and in some cases they do, but maybe in others they don't, because they mm, want to be the center of attention.
1: Yeah. You know? Ooh. They want to be
0: Barbie. They don't want to be Skipper. You know what oh I'm saying? Oh, my
1: God. No, but I'm thinking of Munchausen and Real Housewives.
0: <gasps> uh, Did you fire. see that? Yes. That oh was my uh, God. Lisa Rinna
1: and uh, Hadid. What was her name?
0: Oh, yes. Oh. Not Bella.
1: Gigi. Me. Yolanda. Gigi Bella.
0: Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Oof, oof. oof. Um, okay, so yeah. So I think this this raises some really interesting questions and we need to like dive in a little bit deeper here. Okay, let's do it. Talk- okay, so you can have your personality traits sit somewhere on this continuum of extrovert and introvert and or you can sit, and this is kind of the same thing, kind of not but you could have qualities of both traits simultaneously, which makes you an ambivert.
1: Ambivert.
0: Ambivert.
1: Is the, is the middle ground.
0: ground. Yes. How do you spell exactly. that? Uh, exactly. A-M-B-I-V-E-R-T. A-M-B-I-V-E-R-T.
1: Ambivert. Yeah. Girl? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's do ambivert. What the hell let's, is that?
0: Let's learn about it. Let's do some learning. Um, so being an ambivert is, uh, sitting in the middle, right? So over time, Carl Jung's theory got expanded upon by other people. And they started finding that, you know, two thirds of the population don't strongly identify with in, as an introvert or an extrovert. So the, the vast majority of us are ambiverts and, wow. um,
1: two thirds thirds, which means wow. they have
0: both introverted and extroverted tendencies yeah. and where they lean on that spectrum really depends on whatever situation they're in which personality trait do i have within me that serves me in this situation
1: wow 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 wow
0: yeah so and okay the ambivert has a huge advantage over just pure introverts or extroverts for obvious reasons like I'm going to pull out the card that I need when I need it. And sometimes the introvert in me is going to serve this purpose better. And other times the extrovert is going to do the job better. So, you know, they don't, they don't lean so far into one that they can't pull out of it and go into the other. Um, and again, that's most of us. And, uh, this enables them to, you know, connect easily with all types of people, connect more deeply with a wide range of people. It's just better. It's just a better evolutionary
1: behavior. It's literally, yeah. Like, it's literally like tools. I'm thinking like the dawn of mankind. I just recently watched 2001 Space Odyssey whenever the Ooh. apes figure out that they can use the tools. I'm like, the ambivert would be would be the person looking at both tools saying there's pros and cons and I'm going to have this in my hand when I need it and this in my hand when I need it. And wow. So like come to find out, maybe, maybe this is where we're going. Maybe not. But like this intro, if two thirds and introvertism, extrovertism, maybe they're not even like fucking real.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's totally based on a theory. It's totally based on the theory and I think there's probably some validity to it. And we're going to talk a little bit about Myers-Briggs as we come up. Also correct in your uh guess of what today's episode is going to be about. Because you're a genius. Um, but yeah, like I think everything, especially it's been my experience because we did a fair amount of psychological study in our comms classes throughout my bachelor's and my master's degree. And like a lot of philosophies and stuff. And it really is like one theory is announced. That's the way it is. And then some somebody either expands on it or avoids it, like makes it obsolete. And then they go from there and they carry on. So then it becomes this, you know, Pokemon evolution of, of like, you know, many layers and many different until it's not even recognizable anymore. And I think we're wow. in that place now where we've assessed that there's this group of people and this other group of people. At first they said, you're that or you're that. And then now we're coming to realize as a society, like, no, not only is that not necessarily true that you're this or that, but most people sit in the middle.
1: Most people are both.
0: Most people are both. Wow. And yeah, and it it does vary. And again, not only does it vary, it varies because of your brain chemistry. It varies because of your hormones. It varies because of your life experiences. It varies because of how you were nurtured and raised, like what values you have. Like, it's so much more complicated, which is a lot of everything medical and psychological ever. It's like, we found this thing, this is the way of it. Oh, we're gonna expand on it and make it better. Okay, so there was this guy named Adam Grant uh, who set out to study this, you know, and that's where he kind of uncovered that this two thirds of people don't strongly identify as one or the other. And his research also disproved uh, the, the notion that the best performing salespeople are extroverts. So his hit. So before the argument was that if you're a good salesman, it's because you're outgoing, you're friendly, you're charming.
1: Right, 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 right. But
0: the reality is, the people who are self-aware ambiverts are uh, Sorry, uh, are fifty-one move fifty-one percent more product per hour than the average salesperson. Wow! Because they think they are attuned to who they need to be. For the customer,
1: so they're yeah they're like shape shifting to fit the need of whatever like they're they're using their abilities to connect in different ways.
0: Is that not nuts?
1: That's that is so fucking cool.
0: I think that's crazy. What did you? What
1: did you just say? You said something ambivert, selective ambivert.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't think I said that. Selective. You said. I mean, they can. They can. Yeah, they can choose. You know which which extrovert or introvert they want to be, yeah. but I don't know. No. Yeah.
1: That's so cool.
0: It's crazy. I don't know. It's nuts. I, this blew my mind, but then, but then again, in my gut, it rings true when I listen, when I hear it, I'm like, Oh, well, they're telling the customer what they want to hear. What and they if they're, they're more attuned, then wouldn't you buy something that you feel more in tune with that person? I think of a car salesman. Cause that's like the main, I mean, there's always like phones and stuff too nowadays, but you know, nobody's going door to door selling vacuums anymore or Bibles. Thank Back you. Back in the good old days. Back <laughs> in... Um. <laughs> um, so, yeah. If you think you might be an ambivert, but you're not sure, let's see which statements apply to you.
1: Okay. So, okay.
0: We're going to do it, Kendall.
1: Let's do it. Are you
0: ready? I have I this am. On.
1: I'm so I read. ready. This is like literally like the opening question. It's like, I think so, but I don't know. So like, let's get into, holy shit, Amberverts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Okay. So you need to tell me like, if this pertains to you, if this sounds like something you would do. Okay. I can perform tasks alone or in a group. I don't have much preference either way. Yes. Okay. Social settings don't make me uncomfortable, but I tire of being around people too
1: much. Oh my God. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, being the center of attention is fun for me, but I don't like it to last.
1: Okay. Say that shit. Yes. Like that's okay. the one.
0: We figured it out.
1: That's I, I, so I worked at a gay bar in college and it was a blast. Not really. I mean, it was fine. It was whatever. But. They had like drag shows, and they'd be like, "Hey, like you should be a drag, like you should be in the shows." And I'm like so afraid of stages, and I was back behind the bar, and I said that, and somebody just like overheard, and they were like, "Well, you're on a stage right now, and you're performing right now, like you're already doing it." And I'm like, "That's true," and I do like this level of it, but I'm terrified mm-hmm. of that level of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So that
1: like weird balance of like I do want attention, but I want to be able to regulate how much attention I'm getting.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm done. Everyone stop looking at me. Exactly. Stop looking at me. I'm done.
1: Exactly. Look away. <laughs> Weird. Uh...
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, question four Some okay. or statement four, I guess. Some people think I'm quiet while others think I'm highly social.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know. See, Kendall, I already know the answer to this. I don't always need to be moving, but too much downtime leaves me feeling bored.
1: I don't need to always be moving, but too much downtime makes me feel Yeah, like so
0: you don't have to stay busy all the time, busy 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 busy, but if you sit around for too long, you're bored.
1: No, I wouldn't say that's true.
0: Do you have to keep moving? Is that what it is? Or do no, you don't mind don't doing get nothing?
1: Bored.
0: Okay, okay. Um I can get lost in my own thoughts just as easily as I can lose
1: myself in a conversation. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Fuck.
0: Small talk doesn't make me uncomfortable, but it does get boring.
1: Yes. I just Mm. said I don't get bored, but small talk is boring.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. How's the weather?
1: Um, Fuck me.
0: (laughs) Don't ask me about the weather. (laughs) You know my thoughts. Ask me if I I want to be choked,
1: (laughs) but not the weather.
0: Yeah. Um, When it comes to trusting other people, sometimes I'm skeptical and other times I dive right in.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Uh, If I spend, uh, last question. If I spend too much time alone, I get bored, yet too much time around other people leaves me feeling drained.
1: Okay, one more time in the beginning, I'm sorry.
0: So, if I spend too much time alone, I get bored. Uh Uh-huh, no. But too much time around other people leaves me feeling drained.
1: Yeah, so like half, half and half. I would say overall, no, I would say overall no to that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I think... You answered eight out of nine of the questions. <laughs> I was gonna say
1: like ten out of twelve, like for sure.
0: Yeah. So you are definitely an ambivert. Definitely. You are definitely an ambivert. I am too. I mean, I can answer these very similarly. I have some tiny differences, but for the most part, what are I'm your differences? Absolutely. Well, mine, my ambivert behavior, I'm very aware comes from I need to recharge at home. I mm-hmm. need to recharge at home alone. And as I said in the beginning. Uh, here I said. You know, I dread going out and I dread doing something new and where am I going to park and have I ever been to this place before? All of that stuff is like a great, perfect little anxiety dose for me. Mm-hmm. But then once I'm there, I'm like, I can't believe I don't do this all the time. I can't believe I didn't hang out with my friend more. Like, I loved this. This was so great. And I am so stupid because I do that cycle every single time. Yep. And then you think I would re- I would learn, but I don't learn. And then I'm like, I have to get all dressed up and like, I have to go and I have whatever. I'm definitely an ambivert with, as I'm getting older, more leaning into introvert. I was more extroverted when I was younger. Okay, interesting. And that brings me to my next point, traits over time. So people can change their personalities over time. You remember, uh, did you ever see bridesmaids? Oh my God, yeah. And then the two of them were like, do you ever change? Like, do you believe in people can change? It's like, no, I do. Like, (laughs) no, but they really just stay the same. It's that total like conversation right here that we're having. Okay. So people can change their personalities over time. So you might be more introverted when you're little, and then you might become more extroverted when you're an adult. And again, these fluctuations are super normal. Everybody goes through them on their life journey. They fall into somewhere that they might not be like, they might not settle into. Um, And Some people can even work to be more or less introverted or extroverted with help from therapists. So they can, they can, or self help programs. They can sit down, they can sit down and do the work on themselves and become more self aware. Wow. And they can become mostly more extroverted. It heads, it heads more in that direction uh, because I think extroverts are like, what the fuck, I'm happy. I don't need to be.
1: Why do I want to go down? Why do I
0: want to become an introvert? <laughs> fuck that, I got it made here. I'm gonna go have a party, have some shots with my 50 friends. <laughs> So and that's the other thing. So how how would you describe your friend circles? Do you have few but good relationships or do you have a lot of superficial relationships? Because that determines whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. What would totally, you say? Totally,
1: totally. And I want to be cautious about that because like I so I'm def, I'm definitely the like low and high quality. Like I'm definitely mm-hmm. that kind of that that suits me better because I'm really not good at keeping up with people and Uh I'm really not good at juggling many balls unless they're on my chin and then Ah! I'm not (laughs) I hated that I fucking hated that (laughs) um (laughs) oh I love you I have so like I for me low low number high quality friendships but I have two well no that's not true three four I have four friends who are definitely extra Amber oh well I guess they're an ambivert well but they have many many friends but they're all not all but generally very high quality friendships too so like Mm -hmm. I've seen and I think that I'm not like slapping your wrist or anything because I think that you're right I think generally most of the time superficial high quality high quantity relationships exist I think that's the norm, but I also know of four examples off the top of my head that I'm like, they
0: can balance it all.
1: Right. And they would be, they would be butthurt if they were like, these are not superficial relationships. These are just 50 really good friends. So I think that there's a little bit, there's a, there's maybe like a nuance there, but generally you're absolutely right.
0: I think it's probably an extreme to say 50 superficial friends versus 10 or 12 really good friends and they can juggle all of that time yeah. and emotional effort um yeah. i think it's just an extreme to say that but it reminds me of the bride that has fucking 12 bridesmaids oh and it's God. like they're all important to me and i'm like you have 12 fucking bridesmaids you couldn't have like layered like you know like this is like i'm gonna whittle it down to eight like no right
1: no 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 and like drives and who's drives who's left to be sitting in the wet? like like sitting like watch I don't know 12 people so if you're all standing up here with me who's watching
0: it's the 48 other people (laughs) that (laughs) are their friends and family because they're (laughs) mega extroverts I guess I mean I think that's so weird when I see all those bridesmaids I almost and this is such a cynical view to take but I, I almost look at them like you just wanted to look like you have 12 friends. I, like I You no wanted see. to look like it. That can't be the case all the time. And I have to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to go I'm
1: with sure. 98% of the time that's the case. It's got to be.
0: like, is that like the bartender that you met last night? And, like, Hello? is that the, you know what I
1: mean? Like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, that's just my little salty um, tirade about that. But good for you. I'm glad you have so many fucking friends. Okay. <laughs> So now let's talk about how you measure it. So one way, I mean, you can take all these free online like personality tests like I just did for you, which was very scientific and now you are diagnosed. Or you know, you can do things like the Myers-Briggs test. So this helps determine what your personality type is. And most people, if you've worked in the workforce long enough, and even they did this in school and college before that, um you you will have been familiar with this. Um it just it identifies you as either an extrovert or an introvert, a sensor or a an intuition, like a sensing person or an intuition person, um a thinking person or a feeling person, and a judging person or a perceiving person. Wait, so what? So yes, so the Myers-Briggs gives you four letters.
1: Right, you're the E, you see it on like Tinder all the time. I'm an yes. ENFJ.
0: So the E and I, you're one or the other, is introvert, extrovert. That's one fourth of this test. I should've and paid then, more attention. Yeah, and then the, the second bit is, how do you prefer to take in information? Do you like to sense it? Like you pay attention to facts and figures? Or do you like to get intuition, which is the N? So intro, extrovert, introvert, EI, sensing, intuition. Sensing is S. Intuition is N for clarity. So it's not I as introvert. Um, okay. How do you prefer to make decisions, thinking or feeling? And then how do you prefer to live your outer life by judging or by perceiving? Wow. So. so Lots of different things. Um, This falls all over the place. I feel like I didn't do this test recently, but I feel like I am. I I measured and it would be interesting to take it again, like soon to see if I changed. Yeah. But I want to say I was an E-N-F-J.
1: Okay, so that's what's coming into my head, too. But I'm wondering if it's just because I've like memed it so many times.
0: (laughs) Well, maybe we will take it. Um, another time we'll take this test and then we'll see what comes out of it. We'll see where we land. But I think the ENFJ it says is caring, enthusiastic, idealistic, maybe when I was younger, organized, diplomatic, responsible, skilled communication who value connection with people. So, but again, as I'm getting older, I'm feeling more introverted. I'm feeling like I want my books and my but, you know, okay, here's a tangent for you. Try this on and tell me how it fits. What about as you get older and you lose touch with friends, as we all do, mm-hmm. you get busy with work, you move, you do all the things.
1: They're Republicans.
0: Just, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> they, they come out as MAGA, and then you're like, oh, we can't be friends anymore,
0: I have to block you on Facebook. But do you think that maybe there's room there, like, as a reaction to that, instead of going out and seeking new relationships, maybe we evolve to become more introverted.
1: Because circumstantially, because friends, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I could totally see that. I mean, like that was definitely like coming off of, you know, I was 22, 23 when all my friends moved away. And I just remember like going from having a good home base of friends, you know, that's Four or five, six, whatever, and then they're all gone, and then for the next year, like uh, pro- that was probably like the introduction of my depression reintroduction of depression. that was like another cycle because yeah, that's I would I would not be shocked if, at all if that it's like it it trains us to be more at home,
0: yeah, and when you're little, I think it's easier to be an extrovert like everybody has to play together and everybody goes to school together and you develop those relationships because it's normal. And then it's not quite as easy to like make those friendships outside. So I just wonder if there's a link there. I have no
1: idea. I bet you there is. That's a great point.
0: Yeah. And see, your circumstances can really determine where you fall in the spectrum. And I would argue, too, if you're an ambivert already, so you've got introversion and extroversion in your system, circumstances can make you lean one way or the other. And like you could definitely start out as an extrovert because you're rewarded for it. You're getting that currency all the time. You know, you're filling your emotional bank with all that experience and all those fun times. Like we lived in California. My husband and I lived in California for five years and we had this group of friends and we were all in our twenties together. Um, for, yeah, we were all pretty much in our twenties. There are a few that were touching 30, but we had so much fun and we had so, I mean, we were living different lives and whatever. And then, but like we would have fun all the time. We'd have themed dinner parties. We Mm -hmm. would have wine nights. We would just, just any excuse to like get together and hang out and laugh and just have a good time. And then I was actually the first one to get pregnant in that group. And then when I got pregnant, it was still fine. I couldn't drink when I went to the, um, to the, different functions and stuff because obviously I was being irresponsible but I still went I still had fun I still was comfortable but then as soon as I had my baby like I think my dynamic certainly and their dynamic all shifted because we had to make room for this new life change and so I became a little bit more introverted because I was busy and tired and you know whatever but I think they also were like well we I don't know that we can keep going And alter this like this can't shift. So I think they continued to go on in their extroverted ways. And then I kind of stayed back because I had stuff. I had other things that I had to do. So I just I just wonder. And yeah, I don't really know. But I think it's a really interesting thing. I definitely think you are an ambivert. Uh, I think I am too. I think that's why we get along so well. Um, The other thing that I wanted to mention about introverts, I don't think I mentioned it before, is that they tend to be um, very uh, self-reflective. We talked about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I think overall, they tend to get into their heads a lot and they tend to be very creative. And um, that leads me to something else that I learned. Um, Once I was listening to um a documentary and they were talking about brain behavior um and one of the things that they talked about was for a creative mind you can be an extrovert or an introvert and be a creative mind mm-hmm. But because obviously you've got the extrovert that's like an actor or like, this is all general broad brush, but you got an actor who wants all the praise and the attention and whatever, but then you've got an author who wants to go under a pen name. You know, they don't want any of that, but they want the writing and the creativity to be there. So uh, again, big extremes, big examples, but you know, you get the point. Um, But I was, I learned there, and this is not quite related to introvert and extrovert, but I thought it kind of has a link there or maybe could, that creatives like you like me have to um continually create something because there's brain stuff there's studies that the brain shuts off the frontal lobe when they're creating something so if somebody's writing music for example um now my <laughs> cup of tea i don't know how to do that well <laughs> but let's just say that they're writing i can't writing- even
1: fucking spell I can't You're even say happy birthday. God damn
0: it. Why does everybody, why did I get the short stick on all the talent? But I think that they, they are addicted to creating. So whether that's making art, photography, like painting, music, um, writing. But when they do those things, it shuts off their frontal, uh, like self-awareness. So for people, and I, I attribute this to being an introvert, maybe incorrectly, but I fucking said it. So I believe it. Um, (laughs) so it's fact. Um, (laughs) so I think that we are like creatives are addicted to, to creating because it gives them a break from that self-awareness being in your own head all the time. Um, uh, wow. And they they said that's why most creative, like most artistic people gravitate toward expressing it in, in artistic ways. Right. Creative people express it in artistic ways because it shuts off that brain and it's almost like medicine. It just it gives you a break Holy
1: from shit. being
0: in your own head, because as you're talking things out like this podcast, for example, as we're talking things out, you're not thinking about. You know the things that stress you out about your day.
1: Right, 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 right. (laughs) No, well, no, exactly. And like, I just didn't know that. That's we talked in the past about. There's a fucking ice cream truck going by right now. Does it have to turn it down?
0: Uh, (laughs) Mm, Give me a beat. (laughs)
1: Um, But you're right. Like we we talked about before, and. The, the like you ha- the creatives have to create otherwise they're destroying they're, they're, those two things are on the same the opposite side of the same coin um but interesting that th- I didn't know the part about the frontal lobe and like how your awareness and it's it, it it's it's like um co- it's not coping but it, it's medicinal just like you said it's this mm-hmm. it's it's a break from the constant barrage of introverted reflective things flying through your mind
0: yeah isn't that weird isn't that wild?
1: that is so like and that makes me want to be like oh well bitch like i have a canvas right here go paint that bitch and just let it go for an hour you know what i'm but saying haven't,
0: haven't you felt that before when you're working and all of a sudden the hours have gone by and you're like whoa like I have been somewhere else this whole time. Yeah. And it speaks to the, just bringing it back to the, to the topic today. It's like, it says introverts like go into their own head and they, and they kind of lose themselves. Wow. It's like, I think it's linked to that. And I, I, I would argue that those are interrelated. Um, the, the sources that I got them from didn't attribute them to each other, but I'm a go ahead. That's right. I'm going to go ahead and link those two together.
1: Hell yeah. I think that that's spot on. And as an amateur intellectual, I think that is your God given right. So
0: It is my God given right as a human, as a woman, (laughs) as a millennial, to do whatever the fuck Fuck I I I want. want. (laughs) (laughs) We're animals. What are we doing? So, yeah. So what do you think about all this? Is this everything you thought it was going to be? Have you learned some new stuff? What are you feeling? What are you thinking?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I am so glad that we we like breached this topic on a phone call and we're like, "Wait, wait, wait, let's do it on the podcast because I think that that's going to be really the, the 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 form of our podcast down the line." I yeah, it's so fascinating to learn all of the different parts of of the uh, selective ambiverts, having the 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 wherewithal and the the skill sets and the tools to shapeshift and maybe it's like this weird like survival thing and maybe it's just sometimes chemicals but uh yeah that is absolutely fascinating you did a fantastic job i learned so much i'm still not quite over the like frontal lobe shut off thing which makes me want to go like after this i was gonna go play call of duty until my fucking eyes fell out but now i'm like maybe you should do something more creative so well
0: i mean that's probably creative i mean I don't know. It's probably an expressive. It's you're not necessarily making something except death for other computer. Um, you know, and Meryl
1: Streep. But. Meryl Streep when she won the award at the shit. I do this every time. I watch it like three times a month. Um, the Golden Globes. She gets up there yeah. and uh, it's like the Lifetime Achievement Award, right? And she's talking about how. Uh, everything's gone to shit because it was like the year after Trump won. And she says, you know, we are the arts. And if they kick all of us out, we will not have any art because mixed martial arts is not the arts, she says. (laughs) So, yeah, no, COD is not an art. But I do appreciate your you're trying to help me get it there.
0: Yeah. So there's one other little fact I want to share with you because I think this is very inspirational it's i think you're very self-aware already i think you have a good self-actualization kind of situation (laughs) self-actualization situation going on (laughs) conjunction junction gone but so it says that um knowing where you fall on the spectrum and really learning where you are in terms of an introvert ambivert extrovert Um, it can increase your emotional intelligence and it can really up your self-awareness game. So they did a study about this and they said that 90% of those individuals who are in the upper group of work performance, like across the board are incredibly self-aware. So the ones that are just really aware of how they interpret their own emotional intelligence and how it helps them deal with their situation. So We can, if we learn about ourselves and we do a better job as individuals to say, well, I, I react this way because I'm, that's definitely an introvert thing for me to do. Like I'm an introvert in this way, or I'm an extrovert in that way. If you learn that and you really come to know yourself better, you will do better in your workplace. You'll perform better. You'll do everything better. And overall, Hopefully, you'll be happier because you'll yeah. produce more. Because you
1: know how to, yeah, you know how to feel happier. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Save so, that shit. Anyway, it's it's definitely a fun topic. Oh, my God. But that's it. That's what I got,
1: man. That was, I mean, yeah. So the processor in me is like, there is so much data here. Let's, and I'm going to go and break it down and and keep uh, this going because I can yeah, you have lit a fire sparked an interest i can't i'm still stuck on the 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 frontal lobe thing but i've got the notes and i've got yeah wow i thank you thank you so much that was fantastic
0: anytime boo boo anytime